Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 41, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Rotello, at Zach Rotello on Twitter, and sitting across from me is John Swansong Parker. Hello. Welcome back to, uh, I was going to say the States, but you didn't go to, you didn't yeah, go out of the country, you I'm went to Florida. Sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's one of Florida the Florida is still part of the 51 states, right? Yeah, it's the armpit of the United States. The right? armpit of the, wouldn't that be like somewhere right before it curves up to like New York and Maine? I'm talking more of like moist. And ah, stinky. like physical attributes. Yeah. So, Hot. if you never listened to an episode, let's get this out of the way. If you never listened to Radiovania, thank you very much for listening. Premise is very simple. We get here together weekly and we talk about the biggest topics in nerd entertainment culture. So movies, video games, television, sports. Uh, what's going on at the, at the flea market this weekend? Yeah, we've, and we've it, talked about that loads of times. And it also includes Star Wars Celebration, which John Parker went to... How many how many years have they been doing Star Wars Celebration? Uh, since 99. 99. The release of The Phantom Menace was the first one. Celebration Uno. Celebration Uno. Yep. Well, so you went to Star Wars Celebration in Florida. Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, so we, I went Friday and Saturday, basically the whole day that the this stuff was going on. Uh, it's a four-day thing. goes Thursday through Sunday. It was this past weekend. Uh, lately, since they've been acquired, since they've been acquired by Disney, Lucasfilm has been releasing a lot of interesting stuff at Celebration, especially Celebration Anaheim was when they did Force Awakens, and then last year Celebration Europe was when they did Rogue One. And then this year, the keynote stuff was The Last Jedi, right? And then also, they're celebrating the 40th anniversary of Star Wars in general this year. Which is a big deal. Which that is was like the deal. biggest panel, the yeah. most streamed one. Or yada, it was yada. crazy. Uh, but I brought a lot of the biggest stars out. They had uh, Harrison Ford showed up. They had Peter Mayhew on stage. Hayden they had Liam Neeson. Hayden Christensen was there, obviously, hanging out. Mark Hamill. George Lucas was there. Yeah. John Williams was there. Yeah. Yeah. So The whole family, basically. You didn't get to see any of these Sans panels, Carrie Fisher. Sorry? You didn't get to see any of these panels. No, so the one complaint I will have, which is a huge complaint, is that the, I can't remember the name of the company, but the company that runs Celebration has... Tops? No, Tops does the autographs and photo ops. Uh, it was so unorganized, man. Like, yeah. it was crazy bad. Yeah, you were lamenting this fact to me. It, yeah. It seems, like, it seems like it's more of like a... It almost seems like it's more of a music festival than a convention, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like people running everywhere. There's stages every left and right, and you're not sure whether you're going to get in line to see anything specific. Yeah, it was... There were not... Like, all the lines and queues were not marked, so you didn't know if that was the queue you needed to be in, if it was a continuation of a different queue. They we didn't have people out there saying, like, if you want to go to the Last Jedi panel, you need to actually be here at 8 p.m. the night before, because otherwise, if you get here any time after 10, which my flight didn't touch down until 10.30... You won't be able to get in line to even get a wristband to go into the screening room of the panel. It's like the overflow overflow room. Yeah, you know? there were two overflows, and we, could, we wouldn't be able to get into either of those overflows. How many people go to Star Wars Celebration? How Thousands. Many? Do you have like an exact number? 65,000. 65,000 people? Mm-hmm. 
That's a lot of people. Guess how many seats there are in the room where the panels where you would see it live. Guess. 800. It's more than that. But it's like the size of a large movie theater. Oh. Yeah, so like the biggest movie theater at Gateway, you know, something like that. So there's like an upper deck and a lower deck, but it's not very big. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, it's interesting. You were talking about how it was the biggest venue in Orlando, or it's like the biggest, one of the biggest venues but in the But they only keep United it in States. like six rooms. Yeah, I can't imagine that. It, it, there's got to be a bigger place or a better place. It's there obviously is. such a huge, it's like Comic-Con levels of stuff. So why? If, if they, there's these huge exhibit halls that they just have like cattle directing fences yeah. for people to stand in. And my thought was like, I would wait. If I had to get there at 5 a.m. for the panel that's at 11 a.m. for The Last Jedi, I would stand up from 5 a.m. until that panel was done if they did it in that large room where you could fit like 10,000 people in there. Oh, sure. Like I would go get there and I would walk in there and I would stand on the hard concrete, but I'd wait until it started at 11. And then for the next hour, I would stand there surrounded by everybody else, you know. And like I get standing's not very fun and everybody can see, yada, 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 but... There's got to be a better way to do it to get more people in there. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, that's what they had the same problems with every panel. Not even just The Last Jedi, which had overflow screening rooms. The ones that didn't have overflow screening rooms, it's like those thousand tickets and then they're gone. So like people, if you didn't get to the convention every day at like four or five in the morning, you weren't going to get a wristband for any of the big stuff. So I didn't get to go to see Mark Hamill do the Carrie Fisher thing like I was talking about. I didn't get to go to the Battlefront thing. I couldn't even get into a screening room for Battlefront. It was crazy. We didn't get to do any of that stuff. And that's all the free stuff. So then everything else is like paying to meet guests or walking around and buying stuff. Or yeah. you know I mean, like there's some free stuff that we still did, which was fun. But but of the stuff that you did get to do that you did pay for that you got to see, you got to see Billy D. Yeah, twice. Yeah. So you got to get his autograph and you got a photo with him. Cal got his autograph. Um, I still have mine from when I met him in 2011 or 2012 or something like that. Uh, but yeah, Cal paid to get his autograph. So we met him at the autograph booth. Um, and then we had a photo op later in the day with him, uh, which I sent you guys all a Snapchat of, Yeah, um, which was just great. He's, I mean, he's cool. And like, he just kind of, he was just there doing it like, like a machine passing it on, you know, like he would say, Hey, and stuff like that. But it was just like, it seemed like they could have replaced him with an audio animatronic from Disney and you wouldn't have known any difference. And then you watch him on a panel and he's talking very lively and it's like, yeah, he could still be Lando. Yeah, it's just, you know, circumstances, I'd say. It's just like when you have to do that thing that many times and you're obviously being paid for it, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just it's, it, paying for signatures and photo ops is such an interesting thing to me. I, I, I mean, I totally respect it when people do it. I just, it's just interesting. It's different, you know, mm-hmm. it's a different sort of vibe that you get. Um, is there a special guest here? Might be. Might be? You want to pause it? Yeah, well, I might pause it for a sec. All right, so we took back from that little, little break, and I think the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good way to start off. The, the break? So uh, we, were expect- yeah, we were expecting a special guest, and it was actually perfect timing because John just got done talking to us about Star Wars Celebration, and uh, we're sitting here with the esteemed Tyler Holland, who has finally decided to grace us with his presence on Radiovania, which we've been th- like planning for actually a while. We've been actually trying to find an opportune moment for him to sit in. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great. I'm just trying to throw some side eye over here at uh, John for literally messaging me when he's about to fly out to Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> yeah. Guess where I'm going is the message I got with a, a face in an airport. So thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Well, a he's got to rub I it in a little bit. I figured you would appreciate it. That's what I was going for. I appreciated for. it. 
Yeah. Well, John got to go spend some time in celebration, and uh, one of those things that happened was uh, Last Jedi trailer, which yes. we will talk about here in a little bit. And uh, Tyler, you're a pretty big Star Wars fan, aren't you? Oh, a little bit of a Star Wars. A little bit of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So give a give, <laughs> give the audience a little bit of an introduction to who you are and like uh, you know like what 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 what's your you know your forte your media you, oh, you you're a big up on like the on the social stuff this on the social media. Inflates your ego this, and then info dump. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was I was an early Twitter user. Uh, I come from a small town, so I was like literally first in every social media space okay. um, in high school. I was the first to use Twitter for what it was for. You know, a lot of the high school kids move over from Facebook to Twitter and then still talk to each other. But that's no fun. Um, so I was <laughs> always reaching out to new people, following uh, industry leaders and uh, yeah, a lot of recruiters, actually, which I've kind of had the um, opportunity to talk to several people in the industry. I don't know if you guys know who Matt Martin is. No. He's one of the creative directors for Lucasfilm. Really? And he used to work on uh, the comic side, I think. Mm. But he's got his uh, messages open on Twitter, and I've had several conversations with him um, you know, about the work that he was doing. Cool. Uh, he did a lot of work for um, a lot of the new content that was talked about at Star Wars Celebration. So that was really cool that he's available like that and you know, as a platform. Mm. Those uh, are my favorite people on Twitter, the guys that kind of message yeah. you back. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I sent him a message. I was like, Star Wars Celebration is awesome this year. Great work. Like, he just moved to that position. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of a... Uh, Twitter's always been my, my favorite just because it's so open. Uh, like that and you know it allows you access to those people that normally you would have to meet in person yeah um, exactly. or know someone to know someone but uh, yeah I'm just I'm really active in the social media space in general um, really started moving to Instagram for um, visual content so sure obviously companies have started sharing more visually and using Instagram as um, an advertising platform so we get snippets of the Battlefront teaser and the mm. Battlefront trailer mm-hmm. Or uh, Star Wars, I have notifications on for Star Wars posting on Instagram, so it's always you know the birthday screenshots. But this weekend was just nuts. <laughs> oh gosh, it was so much. Um, Their Instagram yeah. was on point this weekend, though. It I mean, was it, on point. they were doing some very, very good, very good stuff. And what I noticed, a lot of people were doing. Uh, so in the last couple years, I've noticed the whole hashtag ad campaign. You know, where they get like. Mm personalities to do their own advertisements for them or whatever there were like a bunch of vloggers and i think casey neistat was one of them or isn't that how you pronounce his name i believe it's neistat yeah he was just here yeah didn't he do he was i saw a post on instagram it was like a it was just promoting him and promoting star wars and he was like him in a photo and i was just like okay man they're going hard in the paint this year for star wars but uh all right well thank you for the introduction and uh or are you gonna say something else well we can move on I'll just talk about what we're talking about. It's a conversational right? podcast. Yeah. Talk about whatever you want. Why not? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how many panels you got to. I streamed the kickoff panel. I streamed uh, the second day, Last Jedi panel, and I streamed uh, Mark Hamill's Carrie Fisher tribute, and then the EA's panel for Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you were feeling. I did okay. Wait, when did you get... You got there... Where I, So I got there late the Thursday night. Right. Um, and we tried to go to The Last Jedi and didn't work out, which we just discussed. The organization behind the whole celebration was pretty bad. Really? Uh, there's like 65,000 people there, and then there's only like 1,000 seats in the room for each panel. So they do it wristband style. So you have to camp out overnight, which I was ready to do. But by the time we got there at 1130, my, I didn't get off my plane till 1030. Mm. They were like, yeah, you won't even get into the second screening room at this point. Because they already had that many yeah. people there. Because they opened the doors for people to camp out at 8. So that meant you would have had to camp it out to get into the door to camp out to get into the wristband line to camp <laughs> out for the celebration panel. 
could you ever see yourself actually going through the trouble to do all that? Yeah. I oh, would. for sure. Yeah. But I would have had to been there Thursday. And I would have preferred to even be there Wednesday and just go there so I could sleep for the 40th panel too. But yeah, I mean, I had, just do I had work, work and school like and stuff like that. I, didn't, I couldn't go for all four full days like I did. We really should plan that out so that we can actually do yeah, that. Yeah, when Star Wars mean, 20s on the docket, we'll go. Yeah. God, that'd be nuts. I'm ready to like be in a space where when I take days off, it's not like class where you're just pushing off work. Like when you take days off from an actual job, like now that we're moving into the <laughs> yeah. career field... I'm taking those days off and I don't have to worry about missing sure. things. Like yeah. those days off, I can do things like Star Wars Celebration without having to worry about coming back to all this. Yeah. Uh, and in some cases you get paid while doing it. So you can sit that. in line and like totally your thumbs thing, and just like, like watch if, the money roll in. If you, had, <laughs> if you had a press pass, you didn't have to camp out. You just wake up at 10 <sighs> and just walk in there and you have your seat. See, what I was saying is that it's like, a shame. That sounds great. It's a shame, but not a shame that we're going to Europe this summer because one of the things I've always wanted to do is go to E3, right? And, you know, it, t- it takes, from the rumors that I've heard, it takes so little effort for just random tiny little ass blogs to get into E3. You just say like, yo, I run this blog, I have this much influence, these are my listeners and followers, and they'll just give you like a press pass. Right, that'd be great. Well, you could do something like utilizing your experience with the, yeah. um, this podcast. So that's that'd be one. something. That'd be definitely something interesting to do. And, you know, <laughs> you could just... Now, for a panel where Harrison Ford and George Lucas are going to show up, I think we need a couple more followers. So help us out. Just a couple more followers. Yeah. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> On the right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have like the, uh, the OBS or the OBYS or whatever the things are, like the little, you know, they see YouTubers do like the little, yeah, yeah, whatever. I did go, one of the panels that I was able to get into to see in person was just like a, a, a really small, funny one though, was Warwick Davis had his own thing. And he did like a little game show, really? which was really cool. And he brought people up That's on stage cool. to interview him. And he had them sit in a miniature desk, so everyone's <laughs> knees are like sitting above the desk and stuff. <laughs> and they would like he would I do a Q and A, and he and they'd be like he'd be like ask me questions, and they'd be like, "Work, what was it like to work with George Lucas or something like that?" And he he would be like, he's like, "That's not really a good question." So good thing I have these better questions here. And he like had them tucked away in the chair, and they're just like the stack of questions. He's like, "Why don't you ask me this one?" And it would be like. Warwick, since you're such a big international star, can you talk about how your upbringing like influenced the way you would portray character, or you know something like that? And then he'd dive into it, and then show clips and stuff. But he had a lot of cool behind the scenes Return of the Jedi stuff that he showed, That's so which cool. was awesome. Um, and he talked about you know growing up as a Star Wars fan and then getting cast in that movie and stuff like that. So that was really fun that we got yeah, to go. I during one of the I think it was the kickoff panel um, when George Lucas was out. Yeah, and he mentioned. So they were in a conversation and he mentioned, yeah, I love short people. And look on Warwick <laughs> Davis's face when he said that. I was like, I don't know if that was meant to be like taken that way. Because then he was like, yeah, look, my legs don't even reach the floor because uh, the person sitting next to him was. And I'm like, I don't know if he meant that in that way or if I'm the only one who picked up on that. But his face was not yeah. super happy about it. Um, Am I wrong or did he host the 40th? He hosted yeah. all yeah. the people. He, did. he hosted he all of them? Yeah. yeah, he, he did a great job. Yeah, He's very charismatic and he's funny and he's the nicest guy. I'm sure he was stoked to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end of his little panel that he did, he wanted to try and break the Guinness World Record for most selfies in a minute. So he had everybody that was in their seats. He would just like frogger hop from each person all the way down an aisle and he tried to see how many he could get. So he's just like, he's like running down. He's like getting in people's like, cameras and stuff like that. And then they're taking pictures of him. So 
It's pretty cool. His behind the scenes experience is so cool. Uh, Michael couldn't have made the more creepy <laughs> the shining door. That door, I mean, <laughs> that door <laughs> you never do. <laughs> so we got a packed house audience tonight. Yeah, here. it's a good show. Uh, well, we're about Mania. why don't we not delay the inevitable any further? I had Star Wars down the line a little bit, but I think since we're in the Star Wars mood, I say that we just get it out of the way. Since Thursday. Since <laughs> yeah. the Star Wars mood. <laughs> exactly. So on April 14th, the first teaser trailer official teaser for The Last Jedi premiered. Uh, did they, to my knowledge, I don't know, did they premiere at a panel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end, the, the end of the, the kickoff panel. Jedi. The end of The Last Jedi panel. Okay. And so you guys watched The Last Jedi panel. And they were, apparently they talked about new actors. I did watch I did watch the trailer drop live on an overflow screen <sighs> oh, in the God. exhibition hall from like a side point of view. <laughs> so like you see Kylo Ren's face and it's very obscured, but that's just because I was watching from like over here, but yeah, everybody's going nuts. It was awesome. I can't we had just finished talking to Billy D. Williams, building. and then people started shouting, and we're like, "We gotta go over there to the big screen because they were playing it." And then, so <laughs> sorry, Billy D. Gotta run. There's more important things than yeah. <laughs> See, you're He's great. Like, oh, There's no problem, guys over here. <laughs> uh, no, I think um, yeah. Part of that panel was the introduction of Rose. Yeah, that character. was the thing I was curious and, about. And you know, she they brought the the actress on on stage. I can't remember her name off the top of my head Kelly right now. Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly. Uh, and she goes, yeah, and the character's name is Rose. And I was like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> Rose? Okay, it's an interesting um, name. I like how nobody has last names It's like anymore. this new trilogy is so set That's on true, no one does have it. One-syllable names. One-syllable. Like, <laughs> Ray, Finn, Poe, po, Rose. What happened ben. to, like, okay, so the new character, uh, main protagonist in Battlefront 2, Aiden Versio, that's a Star Wars name and a half. That's a, like, that's a Star Wars Can we get who name, gave yeah. her that name to start naming people in the new trilogy? Like, don't get me wrong. Character development and these people are great, but like, okay, I love Ray, but everybody loves Ray. Well, we're gonna Finn, find out her last name. We'll find out the last like, name. Well, Finn is because he doesn't have a name. Yeah, he that's Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Even just that's a good oh, name. I don't know. Poe Dameron's a. Good I have a little personal feelings about these names. Bro Dameron. <laughs> Bro Dameron. All right, so let's talk Ready about. <laughs> let's start from the beginning with the last Jedi trailer. So it dropped. We all watched it a few and then we times. We all watched it, we watched it again, and I. Like I said, with when it was the last, when the Force Awakens trailer came out, it was one of those things where it came out that morning. I remember watching it, and then like for the rest of the day, I would keep checking in. Like every now and then, I'd be like, "I wonder, I wonder how it's doing." You know, I flip <laughs> open YouTube and I'd be like, "Oh, there it is." Your account. Every time you go to the bathroom, so yeah. yeah. Every time I had a download, and then I'd be watching like screens of it, and there were people on Reddit that are doing like the in-depth analyses and analyses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, you know, it, it's like a, it's like a. It's like one of the remember it's those mystery thing. remember those mystery experience. eggs remember those mystery eggs that your parents would never let you get when you were a kid that had like the little dinosaurs inside of the toys you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. sure the little chocolate the eggs. Kinder eggs yeah the Kinder eggs it was like those well those so, are illegal in the United States yeah, yeah I don't know how you got those Wonder Ball if you're yeah Wonderball yes. Wonder Wonder that's Wonder what it was they have like they have like totally forgot about that was that what it was some of them had prizes though I'm pretty sure I remember mine had like Flintstones in them like Flintstone Smarty that was just your parents trying to take get you to take your vitamins. Yeah, they're just tucking them in balls of chocolate. Wow, look, here you go, look kid. Came they're drugging chocolate. <laughs> so the trailer opens on, uh, what's the planet? Octo? Octu? Is it Octo? Octo. Octo. We, haven't heard it's, Michael. we haven't heard it spoken, so we'll right. find out. That's true. We have, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and Ray hits the ground, hits the rocks, having some sort of panic attacks and Darth spasms. Because choking her because he's back, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. No. Um, I'm just kidding. So... I've got the video here playing, but what what's the uh, what, <laughs> what were you guys' impressions of that uh, first the, impressions from of the, the opening parts where they're showing the island? It's very visually stunning. 
Oh. Yeah, great so, shot. Ryan Johnson's I mean, cinematography style yeah. is such a, a welcome addition. And not that J.J. Abrams wasn't, but you can already tell that Ryan's leaving his mark yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. And this, just the pan shot of her from a distance yeah, training on one. the little platform on the side of Skellig Michael and over the water, it's just... It's going to be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's, there's a lot of shots in here that would seem very un-Star Wars-y, but they actually fit. And the one that really jumps out to me is like the BVS shot where her hand's on the thing and the rocks are rising, you know? Uh, boom, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't seem very yeah. Star Wars-y. There's, has there ever been any slow motion in any of the Star Wars movies besides like the choppy Darth Vader cutting down Ben? Well, I just thought right. that was her levitating rocks, not necessarily yeah. slow motion. You don't think so? Because, I mean, we've seen Luke move rocks around when he's right. handstanding That's true. with Yoda on his foot, right? Which seems really hard physically in general. So I hope there's more of that in this movie because mm. that'd be great. Well, I think they're taking a, a, a note from the playbook of kind of some expanded universe stuff or maybe some of the additional content from like The Force Unleashed where mm. maybe we're going to see more of her actually using Force abilities and mm. not just... Have, have we ever seen Force push used outside of the uh, yeah. animated series? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace. Didn't, so, wasn't there some force pushing going on in, there's in a lot Revenge of, force of the Jedi? In, uh, Return of the Jedi? No. The, there's the no, force Revenge. kick. No, the remember Yoda and, Yoda and uh, the Emperor fighting? Don't they, like, aren't Revenge they pushing each right, other? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's they're pushing, pushing each in other. That. Yeah, I think maybe pushing. we'll get back to some, like, visually striking force abilities mm-hmm. um, that she's learning, because obviously Lucas had time to develop these things over some time. Some ungodly and, force know, abilities. Right, and new Grandmaster kind of stuff. So I really hope that we see some of that. Um because obviously in the in the trailer that's something that immediately sticks out like this isn't what we normally see or what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think just that kind of tease. I hope we see that developed and then used. <laughs> I hope we don't just see it once she's training and then never see it again. I think be- the one part about this trailer that it really makes it stand out is like say what you will about the Force Awakens, we all love it, you know. But there are the people that was like it relies a lot on the fan service in the same model as the original Star Wars. Whereas this one, I think, sure. is going to be very new yeah new yep. concepts new takes on the force as whatever it will be which we can dive into in a little bit and that's like interesting that. i've yeah. had this discussion before where you know at the after the force awakens had settled after everyone had seen it you know two eight times like seven yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever that was your know. that was your record with seven, seven in the theaters Ooh, i yeah. saw it ten four times on imax six times in the standard yeah you got all the all the, oh yeah, uh, no, I have two of those. Unfortunately, that's the one thing I wish I would have done is yeah. scour the rest of those down. But after it, after there, it settled, people you know really started to dive down and critique, and it was interesting. I had this yeah. conversation that like it was really just fan service. It was kind of a, a remake, not necessarily, but with a few new additions, obviously of a new hope. And the word rehash kept coming up on the right. internet circles that I was. And it was in. annoying, but I see where they were coming from. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was great, and I think it was a safe entry into a new trilogy where Disney had taken over, they had to do it right. And they had to get it right the first time. So after they took that first safe step, they really set themselves up to do something really different. Um, and I think that's where and they got a unique, took this. Yeah, you got a unique filmmaker which is to good. do that. So yeah. uh, it's interesting you brought that up, just because we, we, we did the safe step, and now we can really go go yeah. places with new direction with I'm Disney. fully expecting the... The plot of whatever it is with the force is just gonna blow our minds. Like it's gonna. We're gonna be, get so dark, and I'm ready. It's gonna be something I hope not even entirely prepared for. And the one, you know, the thing is, is that it was okay. I think for the Force Awakens to be a New Hope, mm-hmm. but this can't be Empire. No. Nope. Like this can't follow that same sort of <clears throat> path. Sorry. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally expecting it to go into some really 
hor- horrific places, especially in the last act, right? But it can't follow the same arc. It, I mean, not to say that Force Awakens is the same arc, but it definitely takes it. It's it's an intentional homage, right? I mean, it, like it makes a it's point. Joseph Campbell. It, yeah. it makes a point to be like history repeats itself, right? Like the the bad guys are doing the same thing that the bad guys have always done. Stop and look, the good guys are going <laughs> to stop them in the same way that the good guys always do. The difference is is that the thing that made Force Awakens different, at least to me, was the the characters, the new characters specifically, because they're different personalities than really anyone we've seen before. Yeah, that like Poe Dameron's got a little bit of Han Solo in him, but he's but then so does different. Yeah, so, so, does so they yeah, all exactly. have like a mixture of a little bit of right. character traits that they're pulling yeah. from everybody. They took all three and then blended them into three new characters, yeah. and they were totally wholly their own, uh, which I think is both telling of the casting directors but also of the actors themselves because yeah. that's not an easy thing to do to create a new character in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's like creating a new planet in Star yeah. Wars. I like, mean, even What can you do that hasn't been done or is not similar enough that you can say it's more like this than its yeah. own thing? Yeah. I, I mean, mean even the prequels relied a lot on original characters that right. are just younger, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good point. point. The thing the thing the, the thing I was going to bring up about um, the trailer is, is that if you didn't see Force Awakens, none of this makes any sense to you, right? Right. I mean, that's the thing that made that's the thing that struck me is that I finished watching this and I was like, "Wow!" For someone that say someone skipped Force Awakens and they were like, you know, what didn't really want to see it, weren't motivated to go to the theater, didn't think about picking it up in DVD or for the rare, right? First however, of all, why, for but those yeah. two people, <laughs> there's twenty six yeah. million, almost twenty seven million views of this on YouTube right now, and that's YouTube alone. So there's the like last other Jedi trailer, yeah. So there, <laughs> so there's like there's count countless numbers of people have seen this trailer. You would imagine there are some of them out there that haven't seen Force Awakens, and it's like, does this entice you as a moviegoer to go see this movie? Because it's totally based on these characters that you have to have this relationship with. I think the name Star Wars will always entice people to right. go, That's whether true, or not they've been caught up in the franchise. Like, I think that's it's still the brand, you know. Right. And I think there are people out there like my mother who really doesn't like Star Wars to begin with, but when she sees a movie like Transformers, she's like, oh, that looks pretty. Like, there's just so much going on that she would see it. Like, she wants to see those kind of movies just because mm-hmm. they're, they're visually striking. And I think that's where this film is going as, like, perpetrated by the shot earlier when, you know, distance and she's training sure. on Skull and Michael or even, even the, like the, uh, overhead, this, yeah, the overhead of the, yeah. uh, the new, whatever those v- new vehicles are um, across oh, the desert yeah. floor. Like, whatever those... Are like those are visually appealing and those are going to grab people even if they don't know what Star Wars is just for those big moments and I think to experience those in a theater is something that people like to enjoy even if they don't know Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. I love that shot of the. Like, I'm the hoping that's the beginning frames. of like like I'm, I'm picturing like uh, see walkers. Yeah, there's adats in the back. Oh really? Oh, oh. they're the bigger ones though. Yeah. Like they don't have those weaknesses anymore. <laughs> I'm getting like the. Uh, the, the soldiers of Gondor going up against the Black Gate, right? And kind of vibes where it's just like two armies rushing at each other. That's exactly what I hope that turns out to be. Yeah, that's, um, it's cool. But yeah, so setting up a lot of stuff. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of vague expedition ex, exposition in this trailer that is going to be interesting to see where it goes. So some of the yeah, some of the things that were left out were mostly just like some of the characters that they obviously need to save. Like Snoke is somebody that you can't put in the trailer. No. You know, or anything like that. And I, I like that. I like that there's a lot of content, but not, not okay, so not a lot of content, but there's content, but not context. There's a lot of inferences because to take. you don't want to ruin the movie. Like, obviously you don't want to ruin the movie. And I think Star Wars has done that really well, even with The Force Awakens. Because a lot of these new trailers are giving away the film. Mm-hmm. And 
they're showing great moments that make a great trailer. Like, wow, that was a really cool trailer. I want to see this movie. But then you see it in the film, and like, I've already seen this. Yeah. I think Star Wars, even with The Force Awakens, has done a really good job of showing us just enough of what we need to see without giving away anything. So we see Ray training, and that's exciting for us mm-hmm. because that's a natural, like, that's the next step. We already know that's what she's going to be doing. But just seeing her doing it yeah. is something that's a big deal. Again, we, don't, we don't give anything away. Yeah, and again, that ties back to my thing where it's like, we only give a shit about that shot because we saw Rey get to that point in Force Awakens. And it's like, a lightsaber, man. It's just so interesting. Like, Can dis- we talk about her lightsaber after you finish this yeah. thought? No, yeah. Go ahead. Do the lightsaber. <laughs> okay, if she does not create her own lightsaber in this film... Okay, <laughs> Luke, Luke creating his lightsaber in Tatooine was cut from Return of the Jedi, and that's just a sad, a sad, sad thing. <laughs> but... To not let us watch Ray put together her own lightsaber would be a travesty. <laughs> like, please, please, and it better be a staff because she did not carry a staff yeah, throughout the cool. entire film of Episode Seven to not have a staff lightsaber. You know, I'm sure we'll get to that. At it some better point. happen. I'm telling you, Ryan, if you're listening, you better make it happen. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan, if you're listening, you better get <laughs> stop on this whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah. and make it happen because I could see something like that happening to. in nine. Oh, why? It just depends on the master the force first, right? That's usually what they do. Okay, I'll I'll give him an out. If her force abilities rock my socks off, I don't care what kind of lightsaber (laughs) she's using. (laughs) I would. That's one thing that we were talking about is that um, in the original trilogy and in the prequels, that was always kind of missing that they tried to do in the prequels is a really kick-ass force battle between two Jedi's, right? Like, and I think that you could get that with Snoke, and it should have been that with Emperor and Yoda. But they just they gave them lightsabers again, and then they're just like jumping at each other, spinning in the air <laughs> on wires. I can't even tell what Yoda's even doing. Yeah, exactly. But it's cool. <laughs> so fast. I don't know, and that's you know, like this. Is, these are all like minor things, but like, where's Luke's lightsaber? Like, does he still even use that green one? Does he have it? You know, I mean, you would assume, right? But I don't know. Is he gonna dual wield both of them? Are there kyber <laughs> crystals in the first Jedi Temple on Octo? There you go. Mm. You never know. Maybe that's another reason why he chose it. It's a lot of unanswered questions. <laughs> yeah, it's just a very vague. They got, they got a very small <laughs> library there. It's like five one. books on that little shelf in there. That's it's just all they like had. he's like hanging out there for thirty years. He's rereading the same stuff over and over again. I'd want that to be huh. like Harry Potter. It's like how John so Parker. It's like how John Parker uh, consumes his own media. He just watches the same five things over and over again. It's, plays the same video. Games plays the same video games <laughs> over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Maybe I'll find something new. Nope. Nope. <laughs> He just waits till the next thing in his franchise, then he can add that to the list, and he just keeps going back. So he's like... <laughs> Fair enough. I got, like, six franchises in my utility belt, and they're continuing to produce stuff, so... Yeah, how's that uh, How's that DCU going? Well, that's... Yeah. This is the Star Wars show. This so. is the Star Wars. No, we got some... Di- back well, to, back no, we don't show. have DC. This is, like, the first week in forever we haven't had DCU news. And, well, it's because it's dead. Mm-hmm. We'll dead see. on arrival. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... The whole library point is another one that we can make from the trailer because what is that book? Is that the Journal of the Wills? That's what I thought it would be. I think it is. is, Are we on Dagobah? Is that a tree on Dagobah? Where are we at now that she's finding that? I think it would be cool if they went back to Dagobah at some point because there's a reason that Yoda was there. Right. Right. Is it it Obi-Wan's journal that that he left? Maybe? It could be a combination of the things. Um, And this is... We'll we'll dive into what I think the movie is about. That's we'll fun. dive into it right now because we, yeah. we, we've yeah. been talking about this almost half an hour. High rise. So what I think the whole concept of at the end of the trailer when he says it's time for the Jedi to end, the concept of the movie, I think, is that 
it shouldn't be, you shouldn't embody one side of the force and the other group embodies the other side. And you're always trying to balance, but you can never balance because there's either too many people on one side having too much political power in the galaxy versus too many that have taken over and have wiped out the other side. It should be a balance within yourself. Right. And if you think about Anakin Skywalker could potentially be, I don't know if they're going to dive into that, but would potentially be one of the first people to do that himself. And then, or Luke has learned how to do that. So it's about, it shouldn't be these factions of the force anymore. It's if you're the force user, you're taking in everything and you're learning how to wield everything and embody the force as it is meant to be, because it's not supposed to be divided. You know, you gotta, you gotta integrate everything. We're going to explore this concept of the gray Jedi, because you think we're going to actually make that, Luke um, is the last Jedi thing and is the first great Jedi. Right. Yeah. I think, and it could be argued that Qui-Gon even was uh, the first great Jedi moving mm-hmm. kind of away, repelling himself from the order and using it more as like a home base and exploring the force on his own, mm-hmm. um, I think to become more of his own person within the force. Um, but then obviously we have Ahsoka in, in the new, you know, ex- expanded animated yeah, series. She's not a Jedi. She's um, just a force. And I think she's, you know, a fascinating character that they introduced that takes that journey and we can kind of see that before we get to Anakin and then kind of play these people mm-hmm. together against each other and show that Anakin kind of took it to the extreme maybe and didn't really have the training or the experience that he needed to kind of tackle those issues within himself and so that's why he ended up as Darth Vader but Luke has had a lot more time and experience with his dad's experience uh, to really tackle this within himself and say you know this isn't right this is, needs to be the way it is um, I think the dichotomous nature of Star Wars with, especially in Revenge of the Sith, it's one of my favorite things, and The Force Awakens, but watching Ben Kenobi wear white the whole movie and Anakin wearing black, watching those two things play off each other is just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch cinematography-wise and how those so obvious players play against each other and then watching the same thing happen in The Force Awakens, especially at the end when Adam Driver and... Um, Harrison Ford are standing in uh, inside on the bridge and the light goes out and all of a sudden it goes from blue to red. Mm-hmm. And I think just those just those two images um, working together, I think the dichotomy of Star Wars is ending and we're going to see a lot more of this kind of concept between the mix and the Grey Jedi is going to come out because this dichotomous thing is not working, obviously. Yeah. And I think this plays really well into the character of Ben Solo, too, who struggles with wanting to be one side that he wants to follow in what he thinks his grandfather was, but he's being drawn to another side because he's being drawn to the force in it of itself, you know, which is great because that's going to, they're going to explore that character more too. And it's just like, he's going to be dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, it's spoilers. He killed his own father in the last one. He's letting down his boss, you know, all this other stuff. He can't seem to live up to what he wants to be. And then, you know, we have Luke Skywalker, who is living up to what he thinks he needs to do. He needs to create a new Jedi temple. That doesn't work. Why? Because it's not supposed to be Jedi and Sith. It's supposed to be the Force. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is gonna, they're going to explore in this movie. At least I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't and be like... And if not, a- huge curveball. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it wouldn't be like the end of the Jedi. So, so many people were quick to say that when he says that it's time for the Jedi to end, that it's it's kind of like a doom and gloom thing. Because so. why would the whole trailer focus on Ray sh- like training? Yeah, training. What's and she training for? What? She, yeah, she's yeah. going to run a 5K? Like, that, obviously, <laughs> she's going to take part in some sort of really lar- larger, yeah, larger <laughs> scale, like, sort of battle or, like, some sort of fight. So... Yeah. Oh, okay, so also in the trailer, I'm glad you brought that up. She's running, so she's training, and then she's running with mm. her lightsaber drawn. Like she's not training right there. I think 
Um, and I, I watched an immediate breakdown um, reaction um, video live from Game Rant, like right after the trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. And they noticed that and they said, you know, she's she's running with her lightsaber ignited. Why? And she's had that. She has this look on her face. Well, you know, that Daisy really does so well, like something's wrong, like I'm going somewhere <laughs> to solve something. So she looks like she's going to join a fight or maybe save her friends or something like she's not she doesn't look like she's training mm-hmm. um because she looks more worried yeah. than focused oh, yeah. and i think that's an interesting point because it's kind of juxtaposition next to her training so i guess we're we might be thinking that she's training but in that scene she definitely doesn't look like she is if you look close yeah and that breakdown that you followed did you see all the uh, the little <coughs> easter eggs that they put in like audio wise in the trailer uh i haven't listened to a lot of the breakdowns of the whispers yeah um I need to do that because especially in the Force Awakens trailer when, you know, Ray, these are your first steps. I thought that was a really cool thing that they did with Alec Guinness Um, and and then didn't super explore in the Force Awakens, but whatever. Um, But yeah, I need to go back and listen to these in this trailer because they're obviously going to be important and they're not going to be something that we know. So there's (laughs) three. Okay. One of them is on the shot zooming in behind Leia's back. You can hear the audio of her saying, help me, Obi-Wan. In a whisper. And then the next one is with Kylo Ren's broken mask as well. Like, there's the Vader breathing that mm-hmm. is very, you know, right. relevant. Uh, but after that, you hear Seduced by the Dark Side from Alec Guinness from Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. Okay. And then the third is in the library sequence. You can hear Yoda saying, um, uh, what is it? Uh, surrounds us and binds us. So they got the... They got the, some big players in there continuing their audio. I love that they're still using Alec Bring Guinness. Because he's mm. the man. He's, like the, he's yeah. just the OG. He's the man. His lightsaber skills might have sucked in, in the original trilogy, <laughs> but like that's not his fault because stupid George Lucas wanted everybody to use lightsabers like a claymore for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> they're so heavy. No. <laughs> no, they must be. I mean, they're made of like titanium or whatever, right? <laughs> they're like lifting 100 pounds. <laughs> Uh, so really quick before we jump off this, I want to go around the circle really quick and say the two things I want to know. I want to know your final thoughts on the trailer, like in a few sentences. And I want to know if you liked it better or worse than the force awakens trailer, the teaser, the teaser. So this is their calling it the teaser trailer. So you liked it better or worse than the original force awakens teaser. And the third thing is where do you see the next trailer going? Okay. So let's start with John Parker. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll tackle the Force Awakens teaser question first. Yeah. Um, there was something special about the hype behind the first Force Awakens teaser. Like me seeing the Falcon on screen again for the first time in like years was really cool with that teaser. I think this is a better teaser in terms of lack of content is still so much content. Like they didn't tackle a lot of stuff, but you can just, there's more to think about because you're invested in these new characters from a, a whole movie's worth of experience as well as seeing Luke Skywalker's shadow or like hearing him talk about stuff. I think that I would have to say, yes, I like it better than the force awakens teaser. Um, I think the teasers, it's a teaser, you know, so it's just supposed to get you excited. It's supposed to show you what they've been working on, what they've got done editing. It's a tone piece. Yeah, it's a tone piece. Exactly. The next trailer, I can see them, uh, kind of like how the force awakens trailer that they followed up the teaser with where they showed like Han and Chewie at the end, something kind of, emotionally rendering like that without Hello, still without still what have we here no, no they John say Parker that. cries and breaks That's, down on the floor yeah. oh god that'd be cool um no my theory <laughs> is I don't think I don't think Lando will be in it but I do think Wedge will 
Lando's gonna be in this after movie. meeting. Which, Lando's in one of these. Yeah, say if Lando's why? Why wouldn't he? Why would he not be? I'd be so disappointed if Lando we wasn't. Only have so well, much more I mean, time I guess yeah, Williams. they'll all be there for the Han Solo <laughs> funeral, right? That they're gonna do at the beginning. Is that gonna happen? I don't know. That's been rumored for a while. Those are those leaked set photos, right? Where it's like it on better happen planet. if they just blow over that. I'm gonna be so mad. They're not gonna <laughs> you blow. You can't over make it, such a moment about that and then not do anything. Yeah. So there we go. It's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. I mean, I this is a. Uh, I like Rogue One a lot, but there's something about the saga film, the two saga films, that I've gotten more excited months more in advance as opposed to, like, when I went and saw Rogue One, I was very excited to see it, and we saw it when it opened, but I wasn't, like, as excited as I was to see The Force Awakens, and I can see myself being as excited again for this, for The Last Jedi, and I think it's a lot to do with the fact that they did such a, as much as I was so frustrated at first, they did such a good job by saving Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker appearance for so long. Like, it's it's just going to be awesome. Yeah, he's going to play a great role, and then I'm... He's, uh, he's, be obviously, very, he's, he's the biggest... Be, yeah. He's going to be a badass. Yeah, he's, he's the most exciting different. part of this. He's going to be very different sure. than... Which is, the I'm Jedi. glad they didn't put him in Episode Seven for that reason, because yeah. we would be totally like, oh, don't care about these new characters he anymore. Showed he's like, up, <laughs> he would have shown yeah. up, he would have beat Kylo Ren, he would have saved Han Solo, and he would have blown up Starkiller Base. Hat trick, go home, boom. He's done. Because he's good at everything, right? Third time's a charm, bitch. Yeah. There you go. So, I like the teaser. Uh, yeah. I was gonna go clockwise. I like the teaser uh, in terms of it. In terms of a teaser, you know, it's two minutes and twelve seconds long. How was the? How long was the teaser for Force Awakens? It was like a minute, right? It was like right. probably even less. So, in terms of a trailer, I more is always better for me in terms of like not overdoing. You know, more is always better when they don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. So they get like I said. I'll echo your guys' thoughts. They gave us a lot without telling too much. And I think that's great. And Disney's been killing it with this marketing. And that's why, you know, more recently in life, I've been staying away from trailers for movies that I'm really invested in, like serious dramas or whatever. But for comic book movies or for Star Wars or for like these big blockbuster things, seeing the trailer and getting hyped for it is half the fun of the movie for me. And so it's like, I'll never not watch a Star Wars trailer. And I have faith in Disney for getting me more excited about these sort of things. Um, So it's hard to say which ones I like, which one I like better or worse, but... uh, it's definitely a well, well-made trailer for sure. They could have passed this off as just—they could have just called it the trailer, not said anything until December, and then just let it ride. You know, um, I know that's horrifying. <laughs> it's like it's starting to sweat. Uh, where I think they're going to go with the next trailer, I also agree. I think there's going to be—you know—they have to do a little bit of exposition. I think we're going to get some dialogue between Ray and Luke, and I think it's going to be like you know a little bit of that sort of. I don't know. It's. I think it's going to showcase because I think the big a big part of this is that mentor you know sure training uh, yeah mentor trainee sort of relationship and i think that's going to be a big part of the trailer and what they're going to set up so it's gonna i think they might even reuse the whole thing where it's like what do you see and then it's like different shots of like the characters and like what do you feel well i mean with the with the second force awakens trailer they did a mark hamill voiceover right where he he redid his line from return of the jedi about his family and stuff like that i could see them doing something like that but with leia and then just showing more footage, and then at the end, maybe you have somebody, like a new character, like a Benicio Del Toro or something like that. Yeah, we gotta see Benicio, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way they're saving him for the movie. I really think they're gonna save all dialogue on screen where you see his mouth moving for the action movie with Mark Hamill. I really think that they're gonna make us wait that long. I, I mean, at this point, they're already so close to... Yeah. Uh, it's been one and a half years. It feels like they can wait a little longer. Literally, it feels like crazy. a few months ago that we just saw The Force Awakens. Yeah. Now that we've seen this trailer, I think. All right, Tyler, end us out. Uh, so, 
I, it's really hard to kind of put these together because honestly, I didn't even notice until I saw the video today that a YouTuber put together that these trailers are literally shot for shot, formatted wise, exactly the same. <laughs> like they yeah. fade, they, they, like they fade in to the first shot and then you know, they close out, then there's the next shot. And then even down to like Ray's running down the hallway in the middle of, um, of Starkiller Base. And then Poe is running into a hangar base and something explodes in front of Ray, something explodes in front of Poe. And I just think, at first I was like, why do they do that? But now I think it's it's a throwback. So they're obviously playing homage to last year's trailer. Mm-hmm. But it's with different content. So, I mean, who cares? Because they're both great. And they both use the content in a way that doesn't spoil the film. And I think if they're going to use this format, I'd honestly want to see them do the same thing for the, for the next film. As far as which one I like better... Uh, Last year, you know, the first time seeing Star Wars again for so long was a special moment. Um, And just having Star Wars be back was such a huge thing. But I think losing Carrie and then, like, having all of this new Star Wars stuff without her and still seeing her has kind of made this almost the same uh, for me anyway. And honestly, like, throwing it to the, the kickoff panel... I was not expecting to at all, but the the real start, like the started 40th anniversary reel started. And I was watching it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then like Carrie starts talking and then we see her on screen, like behind the scenes. And I just started crying. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is great. So I have this to look forward to all weekend. And so like seeing her in the trailer, I think that's where we're going to go in the next trailer. I'll get to that. Uh, yeah. But um, just watching this visual cues, Ryan's new directing style and cinematography, um, I don't know. It's just a different feeling because we knew what we were getting with JJ. We had experience with his films and how he directs. Uh, so I think once we watch the trailer, we're like, oh, yeah, I can see how this is going to kind of look. Because you can look at his other films and see how it's going to look in Star Wars and how it's, he's going to adapt it. I mean, I think the same kind of thing works with Ryan. Um, these kind of wide, beautiful, sweeping shots. And I'm looking at this... Uh, Something's on fire. I can't tell what it is. Oh, um, oh, that's see, a Jedi. It looks yeah. like a Jedi. Looks like it looks that's like a temple. Part. It looks like yeah, a temple. Throw, flashback. Uh, broken, sure. that, broken Luke Skywalker yeah. sinking to his knees next to R two D two, watching so, his temple be on fire. I think, yeah. I think I like this trailer better just because we have experience with the first trailer, mm-hmm. and this is like what's happening next. So it's the newest thing. The new saga is always, I think, more exciting than these spinoffs will be. Like you said, um, yeah. I. Honestly, I was a horrible person and didn't even buy my Rogue One tickets before. Um, I actually had this watch the 10 o'clock show instead of the 7 premiere, and I was not happy. Oh, man. Yeah, it was awful. So, I think... <laughs> George I, Lucas is crying like, right I'm, now. Can't get to sleep. Like, I'm waiting for these tickets <laughs> to drop like I was for <laughs> The Force Awakens. Like, for The Force Awakens, I, I got a retweet notification from Fandango from Star Wars that said tickets are now on sale. When they were supposed to drop right after the trailer... The dropped Super in Monday Bowl. Night Football. Oh, Super Bowl, yeah. And I was like, okay, I stopped so chapter because I was leading chapter for the fraternity. I said, no, you guys keep going. I have to buy tickets right now. <laughs> so I bought tickets and then Fandango's site dropped, like went out, AMC's site crashed. And so I got my tickets before the, all that happened, thank God. But I, f- I feel the same way about this film just because we're seeing all these things that are a continuation of what we know. And it's just more exciting because it's this next installment we've been waiting for for two years. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like it, like we discussed earlier, a new, a new hope and the Force Awakens are very similar, and so it was a safe first step. And I'm just really excited to see how he does things differently because we we know hopefully it's not going to be like Empire Strikes Back. So, what do we base our expectations on? 
is what this exciting part is, I think. Yeah. And as far as where the, I think the next trailer is going to be, I think we'll see Carrie. I think we'll see kind of like the Han Solo Chewie um, moment. I think we'll see something of Carrie. And I also think we'll see something with R2 because we did not get to see him until the end or of the Chewbacca. last film. We didn't see Chewbacca in this trailer. At right, all. or Chewbacca at all. Uh, so Yeah, because yeah, we see a shot of the Falcon on yeah, at the end. So, so Chewie is Lando the, flying that sucker? Let's right. go! Uh, that's what I hope, man. Uh, That'd be so. Can you imagine that scene, man? Like, how emotional would that be? Like, mm. Billy D kind of like strolls through the Falcon and like he's like, "I'll take care of it." Or something. I don't know. I kind of want. I want. I want Chewie to have his moment in the sun, right? He can. He should be the pilot for sure. Bit. He should be bit. the pilot. Yeah, but I just want Lando to be in the Falcon again. Yeah, he can like, be the co-pilot. They make him wear his clothes again. Lando's just like sipping a gin and tonic, and he's just <laughs> like, "Get us out of here, Chewie!" And he's just sitting back there, and Chewie's just like, "All right, thanks." All right, whatever, dude. Yeah. They pick Lando up, and he's like playing dice. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I went now that I just mentally went back, and I promise we'll move on. But I just thought about this. All three of the Force Awakens trailers were had a voiceover by a different character. So the first one was Snoke, the second one was Luke, and the third one was Han. Um, Ooh. Uh, so this one, point. first one is Luke. What's the next one, and then what's the third one? I like that. Maybe the next one is Carrie. I think the next one would be Leia, and then the third one will be either a new character or, like, Rey or something like that. Or even maybe Ben Solo would be cool. Chewie. Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the overlaid text or whatever. It's got subtitles. <laughs> this Christmas. With <laughs> 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 <is> subtitles. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. Die. All right, JJ, if you're Holy out there, shit. or whoever, Disney execs. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. Or Lord and Savior, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank God she took over because she's a boss-ass She's bitch. just sitting there. <laughs> she's sitting there watching all of the Indiana Jones movies be made, and then she's sitting through all the prequels, and she's like, I have a better idea. <laughs> George. Let's not have oh, it no. get nuked Me? in a I'll take over. Disney's like, Disney's like, we'll buy it. But we get Kathleen, right? And he's like, yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. And he's like, Kathleen, you want to do that? She's like, yes. <laughs> so Bob Iger. Uh, is, uh, so uh, the guy that wrote Empire, what's his name? I'm blanking oh, on his name. Yeah, Kazan. Kazan's involved with this too, no. right? No, he's no. not. Was he, he, was his, it's his son? I don't know. I think his son is. Lawrence is Lawrence Kazan's writing the Han Solo movie with okay. the Miller Brothers. Right. He took a break after Miller The Force Awakens. Boyd, right? Yeah. Um, is he back for episode nine? I think he is. No? I don't know. If, I don't think so. I think... I think he only does movies that Han Solo's in. Oh, because he only did Empire and Jedi. Good point. Um, I mean, he didn't do Star Wars and Han isn't that, but the like. Hmm. I I know, um, Ryan Johnson wrote and directed this film, and Ryan Johnson write is writing the ninth one That's as true. well, and then Colin Trevorrow's directing it, which is going to be interesting. Let's <coughs> see how that goes. I'm still not totally comfortable with him after seeing Jurassic World but the Jurassic World yeah. 2 will come out before for episode 9 will, so true. we'll find out more I mean are those same kids gonna be in that movie cause they were garbage man those I was worst. more concerned about the score to be honest because honestly the only thing you need to do to make this movie successful is to use the original theme more and what you did is use it less Jurassic <laughs> yeah no <laughs> same thing with Rogue One as much as I like that score and I know you didn't have a lot of time Giacchino but like Use the original theme and you'll be fine. Yeah, we didn't even <laughs> talk about to that. It. That this trailer Stick has John Williams in it too. Oh, which is Lord, great. he's back. He can never die. Please, 
<laughs> they probably uh, have him scoring nine right now. I hope yeah, so. there's probably like, they're not uh, gonna take so. any risks. Or they've got enough B roll footage, or not footage, but B roll stock, you yeah. know, sound like all like the recording sessions. Well, I mean, let's I mean, let's be honest. You just you use the force theme a lot, and then you have these new <laughs> themes too. Honestly, I will I will have to take off work that day when that happens. When John Williams, yes, I will be out of commission for at least one day. It's gonna be a lot of people an entire day. You better be, you gotta keep that watch on for the Harrison Ford's wacky plane adventures. <laughs> yeah. For that real, was the, though. That was the best dig in the 40th asking, Yeah, asking if he could yeah. fly. Is it fly? Yeah, land? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he reiterized the Temple of Doom line. And then Warwick <laughs> Davis poked fun at him, too. And he's like, well, we're glad you didn't crash here. Or something like that. It was, it was pretty funny. And he just laughed it off. And he's like, I'm making $10 million. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm here. walking home, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> right. All right, so we got 10 minutes to finish off. All of our discussion because we talked forever about Star Wars. <laughs> Rapid news. Hey, hey last night so, is important. Here we go. From Mashable. It looks like Star Wars Battlefront 2 will ditch the season pass. Yeah, we'll see. Assuming things stay that way, <laughs> and there's kind of maybe a possibility of chance that they won't, as you'll so- soon read, it suggests Battlefront 2 is coming together with an eye towards keeping the community whole long after the game is released. So here's the quote Burned, burn it, B E R N D. That's a name. Burn it. B P A P. Yeah. Uh, DICE's Battlefront 2 creative director confirmed it outright in a chat ahead of the game Star Wars Celebration 2017 reveal. He said, quote, we don't have a season's pass. And you quote, guys watch this panel? I caught snippets. Okay, I watched the panel. Uh, quote, we decided on that, and it's one of those difficult decisions because it was so there were so many implications all around, he continued, that we looked all the way Battlefront has evolved over its lifetime with the DLC and everything. We decided, you know what, for this type of game, season passes are not the best thing. We need to take it apart and come up with something better. End quote. Um, says he can't talk about the specifics, but we have something different in mind that will allow you to play longer, be more invested in the game without having a fragmented community. So, John, you were super into Battlefront. Yeah. I was very into Battlefront yeah. for about a month and a half. Yeah. I uh, thought it was a fantastic game. Maybe one of the best looking games I've ever played. Great sounding game, sound design is just unbelievable, but very incomplete. It's yeah. like that second Death Star. You know, it's there and it's operational, but is it really? You know, it's got some holes. you can fly right into the main reactor and <laughs> blow the thing up. So, so it's even bigger gap than the original Death Star. So I want to hear about the. I want to hear about your thoughts on the panel. But what are you hoping? That, what are you hoping that they do in lieu of the season pass? Or do you think that th- this is even true? Do you think he's staying? I think promise? well, if you're taking out the season pass. Um, I think that says that it's a little bit more of a complete game at launch, and I think we already know that with the cinematics for the story trailer, which yeah. is going to be dank. Yeah, hopefully it's um, good. So, I mean, that's really the only comment that I could really add, but I mean, I think there will be some DLC aspect to it, like just because they won't have... The, the season pass for the first one was because... I honestly think it was because they weren't ready to drop that game, but mm-hmm. they wanted to before The Force Awakens came out, so that's why they did it that way. And they put out a sixty percent complete game. Yeah. Um, so I think it's That's it's awesome. just something like that. But I did want to make a comment to Michael. If you look on their website under the customize your characters page, there's a picture of a battlefront or a battle droid. So, yeah, it's like Federation and all that stuff. It's like so you Michael's will be playing as a battle droid at some point if you Whoa. desire to. Literally every character in every ship has an upgrade tree. What if, so even, what, if what if Dredge is uh, Dirge? What, Dirge. Dirge. What if Dirge oh, is Dirge my life? I don't think he's, he's not canon anymore. He's super yeah. not canon. <laughs> totally uncanon. Uh, well, so they keep bringing people back. Thrawn came back, so it's not impossible. Uh, so real quick, what did you think of this Star Wars panel, and do you have any theories about the season's past? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that this host is obviously planted by EA because EA put on the panel, right? Yeah. 
and literally his cards, he's got a huge stack of cards, and every point he makes is like, did I hear multiple eras? Like, multiple eras yelling out to the audience, like, look what we did, guys. We heard you. We don't suck anymore. Yeah. It was so <laughs> painful that he's like, Ooh, laying it on so thick. Oh, multiple eras? Space battles? I really want to talk about this. Like, he turns to the um, Criterion Emotive directors. He's like, I really want to talk about this. Like, space battles? We haven't even talked about multiplayer. Like, come on. Like, we haven't even talked about You literally about have cards that say, talk about this. People hated this in Battlefront 1. That's probably what his card said. Like, honestly. <laughs> it's just like one card that's yeah. 40 prints and it says, don't suck it up. <laughs> right. And it's like, <laughs> don't screw this up, man. You don't have to make this so painfully obvious. You could just talk about it. Yeah. And it's great that you're doing it, but these should not be points of competition. These should be points of parody. So you're saying it felt it felt like a big PR blast. You know? It was such a PR blast. Although, what a curveball when, when they said... We're bringing back classes. I said, okay, that's that's great. Cool. Literally, you could have made Battlefront 3 from the original Battlefront 2, and everything would have been fine from Battlefront 1, but you didn't. So when he said we're going back to classes, I said, great, return to form. And then he said, upgradable classes. And then he said, upgradable heroes. And then he said, upgradable ships. And I was like, that's that's a lot. <laughs> he was like, I'm cool with powers, that. abilities, upgrade trees, like... Make your class a better version of that class, and it's like blowing my mind because if I could make that jump trooper oh from the original Battlefront with the jetpack, not for have this game the are EMP gun, so much. God. So here's being sucked. Here's, it's only good for droid because that's it. <laughs> here's my fleeting hope for Battlefront Two, and this would be bless you. Sorry. <laughs> here's my fleeting hope for Battlefront Two, and this is like it's a one in a million shot. But we'll see about this in E3. E3, they're going to talk about this game, and it's going to be exhaust. It's going to be awesome. Or even D twenty three too. Mm. Yeah. The, the new Disney thing that's slowly become like almost better than some Comic Cons. Yeah. They're saying that they're looking for ways to make the player experience better and last longer, and there's no d- game developers right now in the industry are trying to capitalize as much as they can on the fact that we don't want you to trade your game in, so we're just going to keep doing these packs, like every releases every now and then. So it's like Overwatch, kings of this, right? Every month and a half or whatever, there's, a new, there's a new thing to do. There's community a new character event. coming out. There's a community event, right? So my thing is, what? how genius would it be for them to take a Destiny approach to Battlefront 2 where it's like, there's a hub, right? Where you walk around, you pick up your daily mission, you upgrade your armor, you buy things from the shops, you connect with players, and then you go out in your TIE fighter or whatever, your, or your, or your X-Wing. I have a question. Okay, I thought you were doing high five. What's the question? Is, could this hub be the cantina? Yeah, or... Well, what, if it's, what if it's like a new version Dexter's of Starkiller base or, or the Rebel base? Like, if, you, if you're playing on the Rebel side, or like... Oh, be you... Sorry, so he was like totally took that <laughs> off the rails. I'm sorry. Hey, old buddy, <laughs> what you got here is a saver dart. <laughs> Damn good ones too. Damn good ones too. Uh, Depends on how big your pocketbook is. <laughs> oh god, that kills me every single time. Uh, dude, that dude. actor. I would love to meet him. Oh yeah, do you, you think he McGregor, does Star Wars Celebration? Right. Oh, I bet he's in all of the Star Wars movies and we just don't even know it. Did you pull your pants up on the side while you're saying that? Oh. No. 
So yeah, that's my hope. My hope is that if it, they ditch the season pass and what they do is just kind of make it more of a, not like a full, because it won't be, but like MMO light, like Destiny or The Division or something like of the like, and just kind of have regular expansions where it's like, yo guys, guess what? This month there's an assault on Jakku. You guys can mobilize and just go there and there's like this objective and you can do it every day and for like a piece of exotic equipment. Or whatever. <laughs> That'd be cool. I love those words, exotic <laughs> equipment. Some, yeah. What do you think? Some new give me, give me, give me, give me, give me new planets. Okay, so crate. We're gonna go. Crate is the new planet from the trailer. Yeah, so crate will be in there. Wait, is that the? That's the one with the speeders and the red smoke shit. With the okay, I definitely think Scarif. Yeah, I want to explore Scarif more. So I definitely think that almost all, if not most if not all of the maps from Battlefront 1 will be on this so I think it would be I think you keep I don't know if they'll include Hoth Hoth Hoth. that was a joke they gotta have Hoth (laughs) you have to have your sand you you have to have your ice and you have to have your forest (laughs) Mustafar maybe I I can see Mustafar being on there I really liked the development of Solist yeah as a and, well, and you know the castle. Udapau is a good one. I think Naboo will Udupau. be one. I love Udapau. All about the Udapau. Naboo would work. Naboo would be one because that'll be one of the ones where it's like you have your on foot and then you have your space battle. That's that basically so pretty the same too. Thing, this, right? uh, they, the way they're using the engine right now is beautiful. Yeah, it's a great looking. Oh my gosh, great looking engine. I mean, it, Frostbite is just like whew. it just keeps getting I think, better. Uh, it's so good. The you could even do like a Star Killer base instead of a Hoth, so you get your snow factor that you need. Well, but it's there in, the is woods. in the trailer. Boom. Oh, it is in there? Mm-hmm. Cool. You're playing as Kylo Ren as the hero on, um, at least in the campaign. I'm assuming it'll be multiplayer too. Does the campaign, you think, go Because all the, the way campaign, the so from the panel, you, you're playing as Iden Versio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right after the second Death Star explodes, and she's like, well, this I'm going to double down now. I'm going to kill all the rebels. And so she's in, you know, Inferno Squad, which is such a cool name. Yeah. And her armor is so cool. Anyway. So they're like they're like space marines. Right? They're basically they're ODST troopers, <laughs> but without ODST. drop ships. It's sweet. <laughs> yeah. They show up on Endor and they're like pew 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 pew, kill all the rebels and around these stormtroopers who are like, I don't know what to do because I can't hit anything. And, I'm and they're like, we weren't expecting bear. special forces. And he's like, that's that's the point. Like, yeah. They're just awesome. They're just badass from the get go and. You're playing as that squad, right? And then you also like take control of heroes in certain chapters. So like you're playing as Inversio and in Infernal Squad, and then you're also like, well, Kylo Ren's in this part of the story, so we're going to take control of him and use him and his abilities for different chapters of the campaign. Anyway, you that's know, why I think that was part of the You know what I could yeah. see that campaign doing is bringing Boba Fett back like into being still alive from the Sarlacc pit. Like They encounter him in that campaign. And you could play but that would be a good time for it, just right after. Because yeah, and he'll probably be a playable character again in this game. Because like, why wouldn't you want to be the, yeah, the no, let's make the that worst person on the team who's flying around and that, just that was the other thing. Is like when they were getting to the DLC for Battlefront One, where it was like they got D- Dengar. Okay, some of those playable characters, some of the hero characters. What are you, what are you thinking? Like you limited yourself so much. No. It's because there's not enough bad And their guys. abilities. Because yeah. you're limiting yourself to the original Den- trilogy. Yeah, Dengar. And it's like, Boss. Dengar. Boss is cool. I love Boss. Okay, Boss is cool. Did they have IG-88? No. They should have done IG-88. No, that would they be so did, funny to see that. Who was, were you Krennic for around. the um, Rogue One DLC? Uh, I played Jen more. Well, who is the bad one? Krennic, always, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're asking if... Yeah, yeah. that's the Krennic and Generoso. What does Krennic do? Does he just walk They're around They're basically team bo- They're, He's basically Leia. Is he just like, 
I'm gonna be in charge, right? He's like, go Am team. Here's some support booster stuff. Oh, okay. And his, I'm basically so he just General Tarkin. summons Death yeah. Troopers to come in. Instead. Basically, mm-hmm. well, you can spawn his uh, Death Troopers on him. Oh, that's cool. I didn't it was okay. That's pretty cool. I played the Death cool. Trooper. They're badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have five. <laughs> we have five minutes to finish this. <laughs> That's how they talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they don't want anybody to hear what they're saying. That's what we were wondering. It is it only, coded? Oh, yeah, it's coded, so it only works between Death Troopers. See, that makes so much sense. And, like, I guess if you read the visual and dictionary, it sounds you would know. super intimidating. <laughs> or it just sounds like gibberish. <laughs> You're like, that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Death Trooper. All right, we got five minutes to run through this last news. Star Wars Rebels ending after season four. What oh, do you think, crying. Tyler? Ahsoka is back. I hope she better be. Um, one, two, I, I hope we see the Bindu more. I don't want to see him do some more cool shit like the finale. Um, Thrawn's going to get his ass kicked. Um, I really hope we see Captain Syndulla in some way, shape or form in the actual saga films because she's such a cool character. Obviously Kanan Jarrus isn't going to be. And I really want to know how they resolve Kanan and Ezra in this, in this, like the end, because I don't, I don't know if they went to hiding you know, they still exist somewhere, but we don't ever see them in the films, and that's how they explain it, or if they die. Did you hear the rumor about... I haven't. ...that Benicio Del Toro is Ezra? What? Yeah. <gasps> no. That's, no, because his costume I, design leaked, like... Well, didn't leak, but, like, dis- description, I don't think that matches up. Why would Ezra be, like, totally flip? Because... I don't. I don't know if that lines up with the, what I've heard. That's from just this the rumor. Character. I mean, nothing, it's right. not always true. That would be. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I, I don't like that rumor. I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear that. Okay. No. Mm-mm. Sorry. Nope. All right. Because I like his gray Jedi kind of feels right now. So, la la la. la. <laughs> you stop talking right yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to talk about this more in the next show since we're running out of time here. That's but fun. Nintendo discontinued the NES Classic. What is it? What is it? I, I, think like I didn't even get to see one. Do they like money? I don't understand what no, they do. They don't. Well, so they the, like to make people mad. Yeah, exactly. That's the well, business model. Do a great job. They just announced that the Nintendo Switch is uh, officially their fastest selling piece of hardware ever. Nice. Which is impressive. It's impre- objectively Most okay. Objectively impressive. Subjectively, I still don't understand why they keep doing these things that they do. I'm not like a super fanboy of Nintendo. We should have I, you back for the next show because we should talk about Nintendo for a whole hour. Yeah, have you, have I you, could. You brought the have you played the them. Switch? No. I have the Switch in the other room. I would love to get the hands-on before I make like a, a really yeah, in-depth decision. It. It's just... It, it definitely swayed me to mind. being more on the positive side of it after holding it. It's a great piece of hardware. The problem with Nintendo, as always, is Everything that... Else. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to cite... I'm not... Yeah, exactly. I'm not ripping Content off... Content and sales. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. So <laughs> a, a, a reviewer for IGN that I listened to quite a lot said a very astute comment about Nintendo. He said, every time they open a door, they close a window. Oh, that's so true. And, and it's like... <laughs> Miyamoto's just like... <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. He, he literally has one hand on one and a hand on the other. And he opens he's like, one, he's like, pulls both. He's like, wait, he's like, good news? Okay, drop the bad news. <laughs> no more NES classes. <laughs> he's like, we sold a ton of the Switch. Pull it out. We're pulling this thing out. We're out. We don't have enough trucks. We gotta stop it. Uh, James Gunn's coming back to direct Guardians, write and direct Guardians 3. Yes. So this, we can infer, means is Guardians 2 is uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Which did anyone doubt? I mean, if we had a different theme for, or a different tone for a 3, it would just ruin the entire collective. Like, Plus, that's going to be cool having it be like 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Volume Three. Yeah, you know, right next to each other. You don't want it to be distinctly different from the other two if he's writing the first two. I think. Who would be your? But does this come out post Infinity War? I don't know. So he's gonna potentially have to replace some Guardians. Well, the whole thing with the art, you can go read the article or whatever. But it's a really interesting article, and one of the quotes he says is that it's gonna launch the like the Avengers into. The cosmic universe? Yeah. So nice. my thoughts are that some of the Avengers are Ready? joining the squad. So, all right. If I had to replace anybody in the Guardians of the Galaxy. My question was going to be if, if anyone Panther was going to take over. And Spider-Man. As a director. Yeah, Spider-Man would be cool. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. spider Tom space, Holland. Space spider suit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last story. Beauty and the Beast crossed one billion worldwide. What was our bet? One billion. Well, but was it worldwide or was it U.S.? It was one billion. It, it was, was one billion. Worldwide. The movie would make a billion dollars? Worldwide. All right, well, then I'm going to buy you a drink as soon as we're over with this, so. I'm going to buy you a drink. All right. Thank you guys very much wait, for wait, listening. Wait. Did you say I won a drink bet? You did win we a drink bet. just blew over that. That's the first <laughs> one. I've That's lost. big news. It's like, it's Last like, big story of the day. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like one five right now because I make stupid bets. You don't Lord. make stupid bets. We just make We just make fun bets. Yeah, but did you mine, I try to I try to go too crazy into them. Like, Ray is Han's kid. Captain America will die in Civil War. Okay, Stuff you should like have never pick that first one because that was way too obvious. That's your own fault. Well, his 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 bet was that they in were the going Force to reveal Awakens. it in yeah. Force Awakens, and I was like, and I would pick the wrong character because they revealed one of them, and I chose the wrong one, <laughs> and I did not see that coming. So yeah, no, I don't think really anyone. Nah, some people must have. And no, I thought if anything, he would have been on the Skywalker side just to keep Same. the. But I mean, I guess that counts because of Leia. So. Whatever. All right. Well, we're finished up. This was a good discussion. Thank you, Tyler, for yeah. being on the show. It was really fascinating to hear. You've got great insight into Star Wars. We'll have to have you back. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, John, <laughs> Thanks for having me. always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to close out the show for, show for me? Keep in mind, uh, my battery's at 4%, and we're at 1 hour and 7 minutes. Okay, yeah. Uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, you, on uh, YouTube. Uh, subscribe, <laughs> and uh, tweet at us, and email us. Boom, go. Yeah, what's the website? RadioVania.com. Yeah, what's the email address? RadioVaniaShow at gmail.com. Okay, cool. There you go. See, I can memorize things. All right. You can follow me at Zachartel on Twitter. Where can they find you? That John Parker. Where can they find you? Underscore Ty Holland underscore... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much. We're out. Bye. Bye. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.